glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Trying to get hit, musical loudest, nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I come to party, trying to get hit Musical loudest, nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch Try this again in four, three, two, one. We are live. It's episode 363 of Kicking It with the King. It's good to be back here. And one thing I just learned today, ladies and gentlemen, is I cannot smoke a joint and do a podcast at the same time. There's so much smoke and, and so much weed would be wasted. If I was doing that, unless people are taking their time talking and shit like that, or if it's like multiple people or something like that. But I realized like I cannot smoke a joint and talk at the same exact time. I haven't sparked up a joint in a while and I just finished one that took me about like two days to finish because how fucked up I felt yesterday. My head was just hurting and stuff like that. But nevertheless, we are here and we are back we are available everywhere you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen, exclusively on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, everywhere else you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen, we are available. And do subscribe to our brand new show, our sister show, ladies and gentlemen, as well. Severely open-minded debuts every single week here on the same platform that we built from top to bottom, ladies and gentlemen. And forgive me if it's been a while since I've been here. I've been stuck on some shows like a motherfucker lately. Excuse me. Um, so, I don't know if you guys have checked out the Paramount Plus app. It is legitimate as can be. I mean, the greatest shows, if you remember the shows when you're younger, in the 90s babies and stuff, a lot of the classic Nickelodeon shows like uh, Fairly Odd Parents, obviously SpongeBob, iCarly. Check it out. Let's look at the Nickelodeon. I mean, the cla- Loud House, Zoe 101, Ned's Declassified. That was a good one, too. A lot of these shows, man, you watched when we were younger. So, overall, man, it has a huge selection of different things now. I find myself having multiple bundles. Like, I have the Disney Plus, Hulu, and um, ESPN Plus bundle, too. That's the one I paid $20 for that one, I think. And then uh, this one, I, I think, I don't know if it's been 30 days since I've used it, but I have not gotten a charge yet for uh, for Paramount Plus. It was like a 30-day trial, and then they were going to take it out, but I have signed up. I mean, I have all my shows on here, so I'm going to continue with it. I do like I do like these subscriptions, though. They're, 
I've been really watching a lot of those FBI shows. The FBI Most Wanted, currently, that one's on Paramount Plus as well. Uh, that's a really good show. I really like that one. And I've been watching it. I watched season three. Uh, that was the one that was available on Paramount Plus. I'm working on season... Uh, I just fe- finished season... I just finished season... I think... What is it? What's the one on here, though? Which What season was it? This is, let me see. Okay, so there's two of them. There's the FBI, the regular one, and the FBI Most Wanted, which is a continued series. So this is season two. Okay, so I finished season two because that was the one that was on here, and um, now I'm backwards and watching season one, which is kind of weird. Like, but it's still really, really good. It's it's super, super intense. A lot of action. Very, you know, very good graphics and stuff like that. Completely realistic and a a lot of uh, uh a lot. I noticed like a lot of the normal new shows and stuff base it off based off like a lot of the stuff off of what's actually going on in the world and like the you know talking about mentioning covid and um i noticed a lot of like because of the crime shows and stuff like they'll reference george floyd or like the you know they'll bring real life problems and situations and and injustices into the show that makes it more realistic so I really personally like what it is that they're doing with that, and uh, overall, so overall, just aside from that, it's a great show, phenomenal show. Definitely uh, suggest you guys to watch that and download the Paramount Plus uh, as well too, because that definitely is a legitimate. I definitely love it. So, um, welcome back. We're here. We are live. It's good to be back. Um, if you haven't already, do follow me on Instagram, G the King underscore official. Um, also scroll down and click the link in my bio to have access to all of my, uh, social media all in one spot, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me everywhere and on there, and, um, you can follow and like our, our show as well, and we're back and we're here, and, uh, there's been some things that have been on my mind, we did a little test run earlier to talk about some of this stuff, but now I have a clear head, and, and now I am ready to officially, um, bring this back up as we did talk about it on the last episode of this podcast we had the post show we talked everything uh conor mcgregor we talked everything justin Poirier, and now a couple you know a couple weeks later it was it's not even a couple a little over a couple a little over a week and a half two weeks now uh we're looking at uh and still thinking about everything that transpired from a couple saturday nights ago and we're here thinking about everything now, and uh, as in what I rest, what I'm referencing, and what I'm thinking about personally is I was thinking about this earlier before we even got on the podcast, right? So I'm thinking about all the craziest fights in UFC history, and then I'm thinking about going from all the craziest fights in UFC history to all the trilogy fights that we've gotten in UFC history and in MMA history. So a lot of them come to mind. Okay, so the Frankie Edgar. Gray Manor trilogy. That was one. Frankie ended up winning that one. We more, more famously the first heavyweight main event on Fox, headlined by one Junior Dos Santos taking on the then champion Cain Velasquez. Junior Dos Santos beats Cain Velasquez in sixty four seconds in the first round, uh, n- nearly a little over a minute. And they end up having three fights, I believe. So we got Frankie Edgar Gray Manor trilogy, the Cain Velasquez Junior Dos Santos trilogy. Um, 
I, I don't... Who else has had a trilogy? Number three. Is there is there any other... Uh, five? I can't think of any other ones. I mean, the Steep ADC trilogy. That was one. I mean, they, they fought a rare three times. Tim Sylvia, Andre Arlovsky. They fought three times. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're here in 2021... Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier have fought three times. But you know how this one stands out from the rest of them in, in, in the UFC history? It stands out in a negative way, and it stands out in a positive way. What do you want first? Dessert or veggies? Which one do you want first? Do you want the good part? Money-wise, we'll, we'll start with the good part. Money-wise, this trilogy has made the most money probably than any other trilogy in UFC history, probably. Then Junior Dos Santos, Cain Velasquez, Gray Maynard, and this one's probably the most modern, so, I mean, you can't ignore history and disrespect what's happened in the past history, but um, I I'd say attention-wise, I'd say uh, buzz-wise, this is one of the highest, uh, one of the higher... Uh, known pay-per-views between two absolute stars I and mean, we might just kill the whole point because that's not even originally what i was gonna i mean there are goods and bads about it but you know good thing is dustin got paid good thing is uh you know connor got paid and it was a huge payday regardless of the result now we can get on to the negative side of it yes we get negative and we get positive here we got to talk about all areas of the equation negatively you think about all the other trilogies as i just mentioned right you think about all the great trilogies we had a definitive winner however mr poirier and connor they fought first at 145 pounds connor got the best of them there 145 pounds then round two was at 155 pounds we had dustin poirier knock out conor mcgregor in the second round and looked absolutely amazing here in the third fight it was nasty kicks thrown right off the bat by conor i don't know which one specifically was the one at the top of my head that uh shattered his ankle and and made it to where he was unable to continue in the second round now i do remember dustin poirier having a very good first round regardless of the injury he, he almost had it at a point where i thought the fight was going to maybe be stopped and it didn't get stopped he was saved by the bell and in in, in i can't think of the word unfortunately he was unable to continue in the second round but before that poirier looked absolutely outstanding and i'm going to be completely honest he looked absolutely outstanding he won the previous fight and some can say he was on the way to winning the second fight but you know you never know what can happen in this crazy sport hence if connor was able to go in the second round third fourth and fifth and he didn't have this injury we never know what truly could have happened but on the night that happened it was poirier he, he at the end of the day he got his hand raised he got his win bonus and he got paid but now what i'm what i'm gonna say what, what's coming next you got to be ready for what's next the hardcore fight fans the dedicated fight fans, everybody that's, you know, we, we want to see meaningful fights. We want to see a, a good, if it's a trilogy, we want to see three really good fights. The DC Stipe trilogy, three really good fights. Well, I, I guess good if, you're, if you like a storyline. First fight, DC beats Stipe and becomes a two-division world champion. 
second fight, DC is on his way to, you know, uh, winning a unanimous, probably unanimous decision victory over Stipe. And Stipe comes back, lands those nasty body shots. He hurts him with the body shots. And then he goes upstairs. He stuns DC and then, you know, hands DC the first loss at heavyweight. And he gets his belt back. Then they do a third fight. And it's, it's a close fight. The third fight's a close fight. But uh, unfortunately for DC, it wasn't enough. And Stipe showed he was a superior fighter. You see that? Both fights had... Eh, 20, it was nearly 20 minutes of hell, the second fight. The first fight, DC went and knocked him out in the first round. Now, I would have preferred uh, a five-round fight for Dustin and Connor for this third one instead of the unfortunate ankle break that Connor had. And it signs me up to say that we might get a fourth fight somewhere down the line. I mean, for for all the people involved, how can you sleep well at night knowing that that's the outcome of one of the most anticipated trilogies of this timeline? You know what I mean? It's crazy to think like out of all, I mean, I'm still not, I still can't sleep well at night because of it. It's crazy to say, I mean, at the end of the day, Poirier got his hand raised, yes. Poirier will fight Oliveira for the title, yes. Will he win? I do not know, because Charles Oliveira, man, Charles Oliveira is, 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 is good everywhere. However, it would feel that Poirier has a power and striking advantage. However, if Oliveira is able to utilize grappling, nasty submissions, he's getting, if he grabs Poirier's neck, he's going to choke him. He grabs a hold of an arm, he grabs a hold of anything, any limb, He's grabbing it, and he's taking it home with him. So it's going to be an interesting fight on the feet. I mean, Oliveira just knocked out Michael Chandler. Looked very sound on the feet. We don't know how good... I mean, his striking seemed to be all right. I mean, he knocked out Chandler, but I've always thought of Oliveira as a nasty jujitsu guy, but he's a guy who's putting everything together, and hence, that's why he is the world champion. He knocks out a guy who people know for knocking out people, too. Uh, and... Out of all outcomes, by the way, for Charles versus Chandler, I did not think Charles was going to win by knockout. So, from back to that, Poirier versus Connor four. Mm. Now, if you want my honest opinion, ladies and gentlemen, we can't be selfish here as fight fans. And I don't know, I just don't know. If when Connor comes back, when he resumes training, when he's able to fight, when he's able to walk and move and do rehabilitation, we're talking a long timeline and six weeks, only six weeks. Are you kidding me? He's going to have to kick at some point. This is mixed martial arts. He's going to have to have that movement. He's going to have to get used to moving on that foot again and what do we think about when we think of Conor McGregor, the old Conor McGregor, the, the original Conor McGregor, the one who won the two-division champion uh, status, the one who knocked out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds? We, we, we can't sit here and live in the past because only Conor can bring that back. But if he could repeat a repertoire of his old self and use that to win fights pre later on, then that'd be a better thing. It's just a, a, a simple thing of of changing your skill set and changing your mindset. And um, that's a big thing, you know, because you look at the second fight that Conor had with Poirier, he was very boxing heavy. Very, very boxing heavy. Hardly used kicks. And for Conor, his ankle just got fucked. His ankle just got fucked up. 
So it's going to be weird because you, you, if you want to sit here and think about it, how how likely do you think Connor is going to take a fight? And if he can't check a leg kick or something, or he gets his, his, his gets someone utilizes one of those nasty calf kicks, that can be damaging, man. It's just it's not safe at this point in time. Maybe I'm thinking a little bit too much about it, but it's just like you're going to have to utilize. Your, your ankle, and I don't know how bad the injury was or how damaging it was and how long it's going to take to heal, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend to be a doctor. I just, I'm concerned about it because it just, if your leg's never the same, man. It's like Anderson Silva seemed to have held up pretty well. I mean, uh, who was Anderson's last few fights in the UFC? I'm saying styles make fights, and if Connor's unable to use his leg like he once was or doesn't move the same because i mean it's going to be so different the first time he spars and stuff and uh, honestly i don't know how he's going to do it. he's going to do it slowly and tactically and 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 uh, obviously like i don't know what what he's gonna um what he's gonna do but if he's gonna go to full-time mma training and sparring when it comes down to that hopefully by the time his ankle is healed i mean it's, it's just traumatic not knowing uh, the condition of his leg and if it will affect his career. I mean, and, and we can bring a positive out of this, ladies and gentlemen, because we could also go with my original plan that I had thought and paved out for Connor. Connor could take some of these crazy boxing matches, man. You don't need, well, you need to use your legs and your ankles and stuff, but, you know, he won't have to work, worry about the utilizing of the leg kicks and stuff or calf kicks and all that. So Anderson Silva's last MMA fight. Who is Anderson's last MMA fight against? Um, Uriah Hall. That's the one. That was his last fight in uh, the UFC. He was knocked out in the fourth round by Uriah Hall, and before that, he lost to Jared Cannonier, uh late kick injury, and then uh, fight of the night lost. Against Israel Adesanya. Then before that beat Derek Brunson. A lot of people thought Anderson didn't win that one. So we really, dude, I mean, other than Nick Diaz, the only other fight, though, really, realistically, ladies and gentlemen, Anderson has not won a fight since 2012. Well, no, that's a lie. Since 2015, Anderson. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, seven, and one. It would be like two, two, two. Uh, no, because he he look he lost against Weidman two times. Then he fought and had his uh and won against Nick Diaz. Had it overturned because uh, he tested po positive for steroids. Came back, fought Michael Bisping, lost, lost to Cormier on short notice, beat Derek Brunson, lost to Israel Adesanya, lost to Kenanier, lost to Rat Hall. But, uh, you know, he goes to boxing and beats Julio Cesar Chavez, and he does good. I mean, if Connor's good at boxing, I'm not saying that Connor's a bad boxer, he's a fantastic boxer. But in the meantime, if he really wants to keep that freaking leg healed, him and Chris Weidman should just box. Do boxing. Don't fuck your leg up, man. That's that's damaging and dangerous. And I don't know, just really concerning for me. I don't know why, but I mean, uh, like I said, I'm not in any rush to see 
a fourth Poirier fight, maybe down the line somehow. I really just want to see Connor get a win. Um, maybe when Connor comes back. I mean, thinking about um, just the style of Diaz and the way he is and how he fights and the fact that they're both coming off uh, losses and stuff. I, I'm a big fan, and I really, obviously, like I said, I know I don't like to jump ahead of the gun, but if Connor doesn't take, like, a boxing fight, a good fight, I don't win. I, you know, I know Dana White said that he would book the Poirier fight for Connor uh, once Connor is healed up and stuff, and re realistically, we got Oliveira as a lightweight champion. Poirier is going after a lightweight champion. We don't know the status of that. If we don't know if Charles Oliveira, if he beats Poirier, then that's going to change the whole landscape, that big money fight. I don't know, may still be there. It just depends on the landscape. We'll have to see how it all plays out. But for me, I just think, you know, Poirier can go on to win the world title. Um, I don't know who he can defend the belt against. And really, I mean, obviously, we said we got Justin Gaethje still up there. We still got top lightweights, say Dan Hooker, Michael Chandler, um, Islam Makachev, who fights this weekend. Is uh, the the closest training partner to Khabib and a very a big resemblance of one Khabib Nurmagomedov. So we can't forget about him. And we got Benil Dariush too. And we got a lot of these top lightweights, but not a lot of them really ring the bell for big money fights. So regardless of if Poirier loses to Oliveira, there's still an option for Poirier versus Connor for down the line. But I'm talking about for the next thing for Connor's return, if Connor is to return soon in 2022 or so, uh, mid-2022 probably realistically, um, or sooner hopefully. But realistically, his next fight should be again uh, against one Nate Diaz, who recently just fought against Leon Edwards, lost a five-round unanimous decision, but gained the traction and the whole world by storm for the last 60 seconds of the fifth round, landing that nasty left hand. Or what is it, left or right? He stunned Leon Edwards, and if people said there was a few more seconds left in that round, Nate Diaz might have just beat Leon Edwards and could have been fighting for the welterweight title. Nate isn't doing anything right now. He's only fighting the best guys, the big money fights. And I can't think of anyone else right now to fight Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is a big name. He's one of those people that you want to... Oh, my God. I have something else to say. Speaking of Nate... Nate we'll finish this up with Nate. And then we're going to... Speaking of that, we're gonna, we, we did slide past something without talking about it which was surprising for me but like i said nate's one of those guys who only comes out for big fights and speaking of big fights ladies and gentlemen the older brother of one nate diaz nick diaz returns to the octagon to take on ruthless robbie lawler in a rematch how long has it been since the first motherfucking day oh i mean wait wait I, I just cannot believe it. Goodness, I can't believe it's happening. We get the return of Nick Diaz, and we haven't seen him fight since Anderson Silva's last win back in 2015. Okay, so more than 17 years after the first fight, Nick and Robbie are running it back at UFC 266. Goodness gracious, last time they fought... UFC 47. So we finally get the return of Nick Diaz here inside the octagon. And he takes on Robbie Lawler, who's coming off of a, a couple losses in a row, but still as game as ever. And certain 
and most certainly a very game version of Robbie Lawler, hence because the fact that Nick hasn't fought in five plus years, he's getting a guy who's fought, who's won a UFC belt, who's defended it a couple times, who's been in some five round wars, who's who's very game and a lot more game than Nick is because he's been a lot more active, but still, this is a very fun fight, Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler too. Um, I was a little baby when around when this first fight first happened, and now we're getting to sit here and talk about the greatness that we're going to get. A very boxing-heavy fight, very striker's paradise. Exciting fight. I can't wait for that. I think it's going to be a great, fun fight. I mean, Nick Diaz just never gets tired of me. He has that fun fight with Anderson Silva. I mean, both Diaz brothers. Can we get Nick? And can can we maybe squeeze Nate Diaz in on that pay-per-view as well? Or is that too much anxiety? What do you think? That'd be quite amazing if you ask me. I mean, Robbie... Julie, are those hey, bitch, fuck off. No one asked you to talk. Shut your ass up, bitch. I mean, I, I cannot believe this. Nate Diaz returns back to the Octagon... Who am I picking? It's too early to say that. I mean, Robbie Lawler's the best opponent we can probably give him. A big money fight. It's going to, regardless, any time a Diaz brother fights, it's a uh, it's big money fight. And Robbie Lawler's the most game opponent that we can have for Nick in his return to the Octagon. We need an applause for that one. Nick Diaz returning, baby. That is an exciting one. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, um... So, moving along, what else we got here, ladies and gentlemen? So, we got fights later on this weekend. Um, Islam Makachev taking on, uh, sorry, I don't, I don't really know the, the opponent, the name. But, mainly, I just want to talk about Islam real quick. I mean, I really want to see how he does against the the top and the best of the best. And if he is possible to become a world champion, maybe he wins on Saturday night. I think he's taking on Tiago Moises. Yeah, so if Islam wins on Saturday night, he could probably fight the winner of... I don't know. Maybe fight the... I don't know. Maybe fight the winner of Poirier Oliveira whenever that happens. I mean, I don't know necessarily if it's something that's happening just yet. We don't know. Obviously, Poirier just coming off the fight with Connor, so we don't know anything about that yet. So, uh, um, it's big business and it's huge if he wins. Maybe Chandler. We still got Gaethje in the mix. I mean, we got Islam Makachev. We should pair him up with someone who's gonna get um, him one step closer to that title fight, and he has very well much earned a big fight like that, and you know, one more victory for him this weekend and. He'll be one step closer. What were you gonna? We, we were gonna talk about something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, I watched the. Uh, I was able to catch the Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley press conference the other day. Man, that was pretty funny. Man, I have to say, it's pretty entertaining. I mean, I admire Jake Paul for. Uh, Amazon um, I'm really excited to, um, I mean, see, I mean, I'm really admire him for what he, uh, has courage and the fact that he's going up against a very dangerous, uh, 
uh, opponent in Tyron Woodley, probably the first real opponent that he has fought and a really legitimate opponent. All respects to Ben Askren, but Tyron Woodley's the biggest puncher and the most explosive person that he can uh, have against. This is official poster right here. This is cool, though. I mean, Paul's doing what he needs to do to get attention of the public and the masses. And he's fighting against Tyron Woodley on pay-per-view August 29th, baby. We're going to watch this press conference, though. I, wanna, I just want to catch some of the... Who the hell is this motherfucker talking? The undisputed championship fights. And whether it's in the ring or Showtime Championship Boxing, then Espinosa, Sea World Champion, 18 to 5 carry to 126. I'm trying to see Jake Paul and Tyron Hunt. Um, Here we in go. That private photo shoot, you guys had a chance to. You know, kind of face off, look at one another. And in that photo I mean, it's a winnable fight for both men, but there's a big storyline on both sides. Like I said, if Paul beats Woodley, that'll really show that he is legitimate and, you know, he deserves big fights like that. He's a prize fighter. He wants to fight big names, whether it's, it's top-ranked boxers or someone outside of that. He's beating people that are were or once legitimate. Just accepted a fight. Mostly for a paycheck. Saw a man who doesn't really have fight left in him. Saw a man who's been defeated multiple times now. And who will be finished and sent into retirement by YouTube Disney star boxer. Keyword, you saw a man. Something you're not. A problem child. That's what you saw. You haven't even been in front of enough people to know what to, to judge a face off from. Jake looks so confused. We'll, we'll see, you know. I mean, nice watch, though. We'll, we'll see what happens, you know. I, I think uh, I think your your career is over, man. I know. You, you think you, I know. You, I'm, 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 I'm going to bounce your brain off of your skull. Instant concussion, you will be on the mat. You're, you're, you're just not the same Tyrone anymore. I never was Tyrone number one, number two. <laughs> Everything you just scripted and wrote and practiced in the mirror, you shaking while you even saying it. Like this is. A he fight. is shaky. Look at Jake. Jake looks so weird. It's for real. Tyron, let me ask you this. Let me follow up on that. Because you told the boxing scene, you're gonna knock Jake out in three rounds. Say a quote. They're gassing him up. You've got power. He's old. He ain't won a fight in a million years. You're the hung, more hungry, younger guy. You're taking, taking me lightly. Think you can beat me up? They're lying to this kid. I'm going to F him up. You still stand by that? I mean, look at my resume. Look at all the up-and-coming fighters. The Darren Tills, the Kevin Gastelums. The one that gassed up and they gave false hope that they can get the job done. And watch what happened. None of them landed a punch. So, him being athletic... I mean, Tyron's like repeatedly said the same thing over the... 
like he, he he says a lot of the same things and like I feel like he lives in the past a lot and obviously it doesn't take away nor shy away from his accomplishments that Tyrant had throughout his entire career and stuff but yeah I mean like I said Jake Paul is uh, a a guest here in this ring like I said obviously Jake Paul has more experience in the boxing ring now than Tyron, but Tyron's MMA experience, obviously, MMA is a different thing, so, I mean, we're not talking about a boxing ring, so this might be a different kind of fight, but it's it's different because um, the names, and just, you know, obviously, like I said, Tyron's not a boxer, he is a fighter, but he is fucking hard, and, you know, any of these MMA fighters could honestly do boxing and do well, I mean, we see the Frank Mir fight, he fought on the undercard, he did good, uh, we've we, we seen, obviously, like I said, Connor, Connor did all right, and, you know, it just depends on, I mean, Anderson Silva had a boxing fight. He fought Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Anderson Silva thought of, Anderson Silva fought a 35-year-old man and was victorious. And looked at, looked like the Anderson Silva of old. Vitor Belfort is fighting Oscar De La Hoya and fighting the real Tarzan, ladies and gentlemen. So the boxing world is taking over by a storm. So we just don't know what's going to happen here. Right, let's turn this shit up. Disney Channel. You know, he's been boxing probably four or five times as long as me. But August 29th, Cleveland, Ohio, in my hometown, you you will see a boxing clinic be put on. And this man doesn't go more than three rounds. Tyron, you know, one of the things we saw on social media is that you show some pictures of you training with Floyd Mayweather. Um, can you tell us how those sessions went? And did he give you... Maybe some some tricks that we will see on August 29th. I mean, to get an opportunity to work out with Floyd Mayweather, an idiot would not take that advantage of that situation. He showed himself not specifically to defeat Jake, but to be a world-class boxer in general. Techniques, positions, placements, hand positioning, movements. Um, in MMA, sometimes we waste energy. Sometimes we do a lot of shucking and jiving, um, and they don't have purpose. You know, everything honestly, I ladies do, and gentlemen... <clears throat> Excuse me. So, Tyron's been and had his back against the wall for his entire UFC career when he first got his title fight, when he was um, reportedly ducking and diving on title fights. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, like I said, not there. I said reportedly, you know, that whole thing when he was a champion and they're gassing the people up, as they're saying, like Darren Tills. I mean, the Stephen Thompsons. I mean, he had good fights. He did really good. He had fantastic defenses. And the one, the fight against Damian Maya as well, he did. I mean, obviously it wasn't really a good fight, but people said it was a boring fight. They called Tyron a boring champion. Tyron thinks everyone's racist. Black Lives Matter. Tyron had, Tyron's had a whole fucking TMZ career. Literally, he worked for TMZ too, but it's like a whole little freaking, uh, a whole freak. He, 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 he's, he, he's been very in the uh, news a lot and... For more than fighting, too. And, you know, he's being clowned on because of the insignificant uh, rap albums that he's produced. And, you know, wanting to be a champion. And, and, and he starred in movies. I mean, he's had a fucking career, man. You can't doubt the man. And you can't knock the man for his accomplishments. I'm not trying to sit here and dog Tyron Woodley. He is a fantastic fighter. He is a world champion. He's a world champion for a reason. And I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen... When he goes in there against Jake Paul, hence, if he is victorious and Jake Paul's face down on the canvas, 
All those problems I just listed will go away. I promise you, everyone is going to love Tyra Woodley. Tyra Woodley is going to explode. Interview, interview, follow, follow. And Jake Paul getting knocked the fuck out by Tyra Woodley would be a blessing for the American people. It would be a massive blessing. So the MMA world is counting on Tyron Woodley. He's only got to deal with a couple more of these little interviews where it seems like the world's against him. But in, in, in reality, it's kind of... You gonna find out. So okay, we're gonna find out. How about this? Okay, we're gonna find out. Tyron, I'm culture. I can talk. Who's about this motherfucker trying to talk to that one? A lot of people have written because they they go back to your UFC record and they say, well, he, he's lost his last four. He even lost his last fight, obviously in the octagon. Does he still have enough left in the tank? Can you answer that? Jake, meet me at Spartan tonight. Let's get a warm up in. I guarantee you when you leave the gym, you would never fucking walk in that ring with me, ever. If you really want to see, if we're a fighter, if it's all about money or if it's all about clout, meet me at the gym today. Jake, if you you win this fight, when? And, and, and obviously you've knocked out everybody you've, you face. If you stop him, what should they be saying about Jake Paul as a fighter? I'll answer that. Um, it it will show that he's a legitimate fighter. I mean, like I said, I'm all about doing, not saying. I prove with my actions. So I believe Jake Paul will prove with his actions. And if Jake Paul's victorious, you've got to put respect on Jake Paul's name, which will be sour and even more sour for a lot of fans, a lot of haters, and a lot of people in the MMA world and a lot of MMA fighters. It's going to call up a massive army of people to want to fight Jake Paul. Now, if Tyron wins, like you said, then we're going to have to worry about, we're not going to have to worry about hearing Jake Paul anymore because Tyron will have knocked him the fuck out. So, lot weighing in on it. I mean, I don't know who I'm picking. I'm, I'm going to side with Tyron Woodley, good God, but I'm ready for and will prepare for both storylines, hence, if it goes either way. You know what I mean? It's going to be a crazy fight. Real exciting. I mean, we're talking about it, obviously. Um, what other fights have we got coming up? Is there any, What's the list of, like, list of things that we got? Any big pay-per-views or anything like coming up? Moises. Yeah, it was Tiago Moises. Oh, so we got the return of one TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw returns on uh, the 24th of this month. So in a couple of weeks, he returns to take on Corey Sanhagen. Ooh, that's a great, crazy, crazy, crazy fight. Wow, that's a great one. The return of TJ Dillashaw. I mean, unfortunately, TJ's coming off of that loss to uh, Henry Cejudo. And before that, before that, when did TJ last lose? I think it was the... It, the T, TJ, his only last loss was Dominic Cruz, if I'm not mistaken. Because he was a champion. Yeah, so his last loss was Dominic Cruz... Before that, he beat Cody Garbrandt, 
and, and beat John Lineker, beat Asantau, uh, last fought in 2019, and uh, he fought at flyweight, but now he's going to be returning to where he's best at, 135 pounds against a killer in the form of Corey Sanhagen. So Corey Sanhagen has fought a lot more of the top echelon fighters as of late. Absolute killers. But TJ fought Barrow. And Barrow was... Barrow. Hennon Barrow at that time. You put that Hennon Barrow in with the 135 pounders of these days. The the, the old Hennon Barrow. The one who won the belt in impressive fashion. The Hennon Barrow that had all these amazing fucking performances. You put... That's a scary guy. And Dillashaw fought one of the most dangerous guys back in the fucking day. So Dillashaw fights the best guys and has some of the uh, best... Uh, coaches around and you know we'll really get to see uh really get to see what he is up against when he takes on the 29 year old Corey Sanhagen out of Aura Colorado so he's coming off of a, a KO over Frankie Anchor in and the first round and the only other loss was to the champion at 135 pounds Aljamain Sterling so uh, Zan Hagen's real good, man. He, he's not good at losing, though, that's for sure. His last loss before that was, uh, his sixth fight against Jamal Errors back in the LFA in 2017. Other than that, he has not lost. Okay, let's break this down. TJ Dillashaw, what's he known for mostly? He has phenomenal footwork, great movement, and for the longest time, we, we saw him emulate Dominic Cruz, and he was essentially like Dominic Cruz 2.0. Hence, that actually worked because he went along to win a belt, defending the belt multiple times, and obviously, like I said, as regarded to one of the best Bantamweights on the planet. You know, thinking about Bantamweights, you think about some of the best and baddest motherfuckers on the planet. You think about the Bantamweight champion, obviously right now, there's not really too much talking right now. The world's a fucked up place, and a lot of people don't see Aljamain Sterling as a champion. It's another one of those unfortunate circumstances that win you glory in UFC history. So, Aljamain Sterling is a champion because Piotr Jan threw an illegal knee. Unfortunately, threw a illegal knee and the rules are the rules. And when you sign on the dotted line, when you fight in a professional organization like this, you are uh, obliged to the rules. Peter Jan broke the rules, unfortunately. So Aljamain Sterling's a champion. So now, fast forward to what we were just talking about. It doesn't really seem like there's too much steam in the Bantamweight division. It just seems like there's a lot of fresh matchups to be made. There really isn't one bad motherfucker at the top that's dominating everybody and, and beating all the world-class athletes. Like someone that could be Aljamain Sterling. Someone could be um, Sanhagen. Someone who does what Anderson Silva did in his generation and beat all the middleweights. There isn't that era of a guy that looks absolutely unstoppable at that division, and there wasn't anybody who was the king of the Bantamweights for the longest time other than Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz had that it factor. T.J. Dillashaw had that it factor, and T.J. Dillashaw has the chance to restore that it factor um, when he beats Corey Sandhagen. It's like daddy's returning to the gym. Daddy's returning back to, 
to the top. I'm sure TJ wants to be on the top. He's fantastic. His training is off the charts. I mean, the way he, the you know, he won the t the title and and went to become better and his unorthodox style and his movements and stuff and. He's quick. His, his movements are solid, and obviously, like I said, he's he's a great fighter, man. So he uh, obviously going up against a very dangerous guy. Corey Sanhagen is most dangerous too. I mean, how many knockouts does Sanhagen have? Six wins by knockout, five by decision. Um, if you look in his last like six UFC fights, uh, two, three, four. Okay, one, two, four, five, six. So out of his seven fights. Six or right, one, two, three, four. So out of seven fights, four of those are by knockout. Three of them, uh, two of them by submission, and two by decision. So Sandhagen's a little does a little bit of everything. I do think he's long, he's rangy. How tall is Dillashaw? Hey Siri. How tall is T J Dillashaw? T J Dillashaw is five feet six inches tall. Five feet six inches tall, and Corey Sanhagen's five foot eleven. Goodness gracious, that's going to be a massive size difference. I mean, the size, the speed, the power. I mean, Sanhagen's probably a better version of Dillashaw. I mean, he's very unorthodox. He's fucking good, man. And you know, he's he's really good. I mean, great kickboxer. Trains with five foot eleven, one hundred and thirty five pounds, man. That's crazy. I'm I'm a big fan. He's fought everybody that the UFC's put in front of him, and um, if he can beat T.J. Dillashaw, he's right up there for a rematch with Aljamain Sterling. Whenever they choose to put together the Aljamain Sterling Piotr Jan fight, the second one, then we might get to see a rematch with uh. Sanhagen next, but Sanhagen's got to get through Dillashaw, and if Dillashaw wins, we'll finally get to see, like, Dillashaw take on Aljamain Sterling, or Dillashaw versus Piotr Jan, I mean, TJ is absolutely fun, I mean, one unfortunate thing, like, I'll forever think about is, like, the king of the flyweights and the king of the bantamweights, Henry Cejudo, I mean, unceremoniously retiring and stuff, and, like, you know, he was so good, and for the longest time, he was, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, he was getting better. He was went really finishing fights, and then he goes from doing that to winning fights in an impressive fashion and beating the great Demetrius Johnson the way he did. And, you know, we didn't really get to see too many good big fights from Henry, but uh, we did get to see a little bit of him. But, you know, Bantamweight division's heating up, and it definitely will be heating up when uh, Dillashaw and Sanhagen lock horns later on uh, this uh, month and stuff, but anything else we got here on the on the show here? Any current events? Anything going on? Let, let's pull up some current events here. What do we got? Wow. So, like I said, I have been watching a lot of Paramount Plus, and that's probably what I'm going to end up doing after this, too. So, uh, yeah, I've been mainly doing that, and, uh, oh, we got a Stizzy in here, too. I forgot. We, uh, um, 
I went to the shop for the first time in a long time, and I got this um, flavor. It's called uh, Watermelon Z. It's fantastic. Let me read some of the effects to you guys. Watermelon. Here we go. It's a. It makes you feel relaxed. It said the top uh, reported strain effects: relaxed, sleepy, and euphoric. Hey Siri, what does euphoric mean? Euphoric means characterized by or feeling intense excitement and happiness. Mm, I can see that. Uh, top reported strain flavor: sweet, flowery. Tree fruit. This cultivar also reportedly tests at an average of 17% THC and 3 to 10% of CBD. Mm, it's really, really, really delicious. That is not true. That is not, not, not true. That is not true. They're not $20 each. Are these a half grams? Oh, yeah. Those are the half grams. That's why I was like, no, dude. The ones I buy are like $60 or more. You know what I mean? They're pretty good, though, man. I like them, though, personally. I like this watermelon Z one. It's really good. It definitely tastes really good, man. I really, really enjoy it. But uh, I, th I think that may be it, ladies and gentlemen. And I was blind to my son's pain. I already seen this episode. I'm about to watch uh, episode six. But I think that is it for us, ladies and gentlemen. I do appreciate you guys for joining us. That is our show. Let's take one big ass hit uh, left for this episode of Kicking It With The King. I do Appreciate you guys for joining us here. Let's take this quick hit and we'll get out of here. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. KWTKPod on Crip Twitter and Instagram. G the King underscore official on Instagram. Real G the King underscore on Twitter. And like I said, click the link in my bio to access all of my social media and my content, everything kicking with the king. And do subscribe to our podcast every single week. Um, do survive, su survive. Do subscribe to our sister podcast, Really Open Minded, every single week as well, ladies and gentlemen. Do subscribe. We're growing each and every day. And by the way, I forgot to mention before we get out of here today. Where is it? Where's it at? But the Irish, uh, the Irish inspired, uh, the Irish inspired kicking with the King uh, T-shirt arrived 
the other day, and I've been rocking it ever since. So the Irish edition, Conor McGregor inspired, um, kicking it with the King tees are out, and um, it's only a matter before we get them like fully in stock and put together. You know, it's it's so exciting, but you know, to see it in person, it was actually pretty damn uh, good looking. I have it right here. It's like so fantastic. Wow, to look at the graphics and the team over there are so fantastic at putting these all together, man. Ah, oh, so good, so good. It's so fucking good looking though, too. All things kicking it with the king, the biggest American flag on the back. It's so fucking awesome, dude. I really like the shirt. I'm gonna keep making some, um, and we'll have some out for the loyal fans here of the show. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, five star rating, leave us a five star review, good review, share us with your friends, your family, and everyone else that likes podcasts and wants to be entertained, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's been a pleasure being here. Obviously, like I said, every single time, every single week, it's good to be back here and, and talking and, and coming up with brand new episodes and stuff like that. Stand by for a brand new episode of Serious Open Minded too. so don't miss out on any of that stuff. It'll all be here on the same platform, ladies and gentlemen. So without further ado, follow, like, share, rate, and review, and we will be back sooner rather than later. We... All right, here. We're out of this bitch. Bye, folks. DJ, it's all yours. Let's get high up. Let's get high up.